0: Hello, and welcome back to 3D Printing Basics. This is episode number 10, and this episode is going to be a little different. I received an email from my friend Bob, who gave me props, but also suggested a very interesting topic for an episode that I could do. And I got this episode sometime last week, and it's all I can really think about. The question that he had for me was... What would you do if you could go back to the beginning of your 3D printing journey? What would you do different? And what would you keep the same? Just what would you do if you started fresh? And I thought that was really, really interesting. And there are definitely a lot of things that I would do differently. So I decided to make this episode completely unscripted. There's no script for this. Just completely unedited my raw thoughts as I think of them just coming to you. So if you enjoy this episode, be sure to let me know. And if you don't enjoy it, also please let me know. This is something completely new to me. Never done anything like this, so please let me know what you think. And with that being said, let's get into my theoretical timeline for if I started fresh. Starting on day number zero, let's say that I'm just completely starting over, nothing, don't know anything, I see an ad and I decide that 3D printing might be interesting for me. After thinking about it for a little bit and deciding that I would like to get to know more about it, I would start with YouTube videos. I would watch as many YouTube videos as I can, a combination of informative episodes, and also just people printing random stuff. I know there's Ivan Miranda who makes crazy stuff. Uncle Jesse makes crazy stuff. And there's also the informative people like Makers Muse and Mandic Really. Those are the main people that I would probably watch. And I would also definitely listen to podcasts too to just try and learn as much as I could to decide if this is something that I am really capable of doing. After that, if I have consumed a lot of information and decided that 3d printing is something i would be really interested in i would start with getting a sobel svo 3 and this printer is good to in my opinion it's the best starting printer that we can get and i think this because a it's cheap it's something like 300 dollars, and it also runs clipper on it so it runs super fast and it's basically a prusa clone and those who have listened to my podcast for a while know how highly I think of Prusa and their machines. And so if you can get anything under $500 that's a clone of a Prusa, I would suggest it because more likely than not, it's going to have at least a good base. And so I would start with this machine particularly to get the basics, just a normal bed slinger that does have clippers so it prints fast and you could also learn input shaping on it. And The reason that I decided not to go with a Bamboo Labs printer just yet is because of two things. One is they're a little bit more expensive than the Sobol SVO3, so the cheapest Bamboo Labs printer that they have, besides the Bamboo Lite, which as of the recording of this podcast is less than a month old, is $600. And I don't think a lot of people who are jumping into a brand new hobby are going to drop six hundred dollars on a piece of equipment especially when there's other costs to consider like material especially material and electricity and stuff like that so i wouldn't do that and the re i'm sure you're probably saying like hey tyler why don't you just get the light and the light is only the bamboo light is only three hundred dollars this that and the other and as of right now, like I said, it's less than a month old. So it's really just, it's unproven. I'm sure y'all are probably saying the same stuff of like, hey, I'm sure the P1P was unproven. The X1 Carbon was unproven. I'm sure this one's just as good. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But as of right now, we just don't know. And so I don't think it's a good idea to have your first machine be something that hasn't proven itself yet. And the S the Sobel SVO3 has proven itself to be a very reliable and good starting printer and as for Creality Ender 3s in my opinion those are dead there's just there's no market for them anymore there's their price point people have reached their price point and so that that reason that they were popular is gone they're slow they're clunky the they don't have automatic bed leveling which is my biggest pet peeve with 3d printing so I would never even consider getting that and so just completely forget about that. So you got your Sobel SVO3. The next thing I would do is I would get Orca Slicer. And for those of you who don't know, Orca Slicer is a version of Bamboo Studio that is created by the public, which is just Bamboo Studio with added features. So it's an even better version of Bamboo Studio. I've been using it for the past two months, and it's the best slicer I've ever used hand down, hands down. It's better than Prusa Slicer, it's better than Cura, it's just the best that there is. There's, I could make a whole entire podcast about why it's the best and why I really like it, but I would start with Orca Slicer because when it comes to slicers, pretty much every single one of them is free, so you might as well just start with the best and get used to using that. And so after I get Orca Slicer in tandem with that, I would also get Fusion 360. I've talked about Fusion 360 in past episodes, and it has a free version of it that you can get, and that's what I would start with. The reason being for me is because when I started with 3D printing, I knew that the end goal for me was always to sell. I was going to sell my prints, I was going to try and make money with 3D printing, that was always the goal. And I wish I had started learning Fusion 360 immediately rather than learning Tinkercad because... Mm -hmm. Fusion 360 has much better and greater capabilities in terms of design than Tinkercad does. And I would highly suggest this whole timeline that I'm creating has the mindset of somebody who is trying to sell their stuff because that's the mindset that I was in. And so I would start with Fusion 360 to learn and get good at Fusion 360. Just for a life skill too. I mean, if you fall out of 3D printing and you don't want to do 3D printing anymore, you still have design skills on Fusion 360, and that's a really popular skill set to have. I'm sure there's a lot of employers out there who would really love somebody who's good at Fusion 360. So after that, you've got your Sobel SVO3, you got Orca Slicer, you got Fusion 360. I would spend six to 10 months just nonstop, as much as I can, as much as I can afford. I would print PLA, PETG, and TPU. I would stick to these three filaments only, and I would just be cranking them out, cranking them out over and over and over. I try to print something every single day if I could. And the reason I think you should print these three to start rather than just PLA and then eventually getting into the other uh, filaments is because I think it's important with the way things are going, especially with PETG. I think. In a very short amount of time, PETG could overtake PLA as being the most popular filament in the world. In my opinion, PETG costs almost the the exact same as PLA. It has more properties that are better. It can actually last outside where PLA cannot. And so I think it's important to get good and get, uh, get comfortable with printing PETG as well as TPU because TPU has a whole other list of things that it can be used for primarily in the industrial space. And I just think it's important to get familiar with these three filaments when you're starting out. So after that six to ten months of printing nothing but PLA and PETG and TPU, I would start an Etsy store. And to me, it doesn't really matter what you sell on that Etsy store. Obviously, it's going to be 3D printed parts. I would suggest just trying to find trends and seeing if you can stick with that and just kind of jump from trend to trend or just offer print services on Etsy. And the reason I suggest going with Etsy is because Etsy has a platform of 12 million users, or actually way more than that. Let's look it up. This is the kind of raw content that you're getting. I'm doing research on the job. How many users does Etsy have? That attracts about 95 million active buyers. So way more than what I thought. And all those buyers are at your fingertips. All you have to do is get a free account and pay a 20 cent listing fee. And you have access to those 95 million people. And that's way, way easier than trying to start out with like your own website or trying to go word of mouth style. Just trying to build up your own customer base. It's much easier to start out on a site like Etsy, at least for me it was, because that built-in audience was really good for me. And if you just, if you create the right products and attract the right people, you will sell. It's really, it's it's a pretty proven model. If you follow trends and you print what people like, stuff will sell for sure. So after that, I would just grind the grind really starts after that i would just grind out orders and i would also start a social media presence for me i would mostly be on facebook and TikTok. the reason for this is because facebook has the best selling potential for 3d printing in my opinion and that is because facebook has an older audience on it and those people will really be attracted to what we print because assuming we're beginning Beginners on 3D printing, we're pretty new to this journey still. We aren't going to be printing super complicated parts or like industrial parts for businesses yet. We're mostly going to be printing smaller home decor or home functionality, home and living type things. And those really resonate with an older audience. And so that's why I think Facebook is perfect for 3D printing. And Facebook also has its own built in marketplace. So that's a whole nother audience of about 2 billion users who are right at your fingertips if you sign up there and start posting. People, have a, people will approach you and offer you custom jobs too. I am not on Facebook, but I know somebody who is, and he does probably 75% of his business through Facebook. He says people just message him. He doesn't even have listings on there. He, people just message him and say, hey, can you print this for me? And he works with them. As for TikTok, I think it's easy to see why TikTok would be a popular choice for growing a social media presence. It's one of the most, if not the most popular TikTok, or not TikTok, the most popular app that is out there right now. There are so many users. I'm sure, I can't even guess a number. I'm sure there's over a billion users on that. And the videos that you can make, it's pretty easy, in my experience, on TikTok to identify trends. I mean, when you're making videos, you can pull up the sounds and there's an option that says TikTok viral, and it will give you a list starting from one all the way down to a hundred of the most popular sounds that are on TikTok right now, whether it be songs or somebody narrating or whatever, and you can use those. So TikTok is built for you to be successful on their social media wise. So that's what I have been mainly on. And that's what I've been most successful with is on TikTok. And they also are getting into the seller space with TikTok shop and all these new things that they're trying out. So I would say start with Facebook and TikTok. I think that's probably the safest place for you. And just Instagram, I don't even want to get into it. Instagram is just not good for me. I have a bad experience with it. I don't don't like it. I don't want to like it. I don't enjoy being on it. So I do not go on Instagram. After that, I would just continue to build the customer base, keep doing orders, keep that social media presence up, and just try and get as many repeat customers as you can. A way you can do this is every customer that orders from you, you can send them after the order is fulfilled and after they've already received it and everything. Make sure to ask them to leave you a review and also give them a discount code for the next time. I always, 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 every time after somebody orders from me, I give them a 15% off discount for the next time. And that has a really good conversion rate in terms of repeat buyers. And repeat buyers are the way you make money in this game. You cannot be successful, at least in 3D printing. I can't say for anything else. You cannot be successful just doing one-off jobs for the rest of your life. It's just not going to work. You need to have that repeat clientele. And you need to have a steady, loyal customer base. So I would hope if you're building a customer base like that, then you would be able to pay off your Sobol printer relatively quickly. And once you do that and you find a need for another printer, I would buy a P1S, which is the enclosed version of the P1P. It's a Bamboo Labs printer. And why I think you should get a P1S over a P1P is because it's enclosed. I think enclosed printers provide better print quality when printing with PETG and TPU. And so... I think it is important to get an enclosed printer also because if assuming you're not going to have an office space yet, you're probably going to be doing this out of your house. You can toss this enclosed printer in your garage and print the PETG and TPU. And it doesn't matter what temperature it is in the garage. If it's cold, the enclosure will heat up naturally from the heat build plate and it will stay at a good temperature. And if it's hot, that's good. It will help. So there's nothing to really worry about. And with the AMS, system on top of it everything is enclosed so you don't need to worry about anything absorbing a ton of moisture out there if it's humid and so after you get that it's kind of just rinse and repeat with grinding orders and social media you just got to keep you the thing i found with social media is that you just have to be relentless you have to just post and post and post and post and post and never ever stop because as soon as you stop it's almost like Every post, you're just building your momentum by a little bit, just a little bit. And as soon as you miss a post or miss a day, done. You have to start completely all the way over. And sometimes you can't even recover. That's what happened with me and Instagram. I was posting every single day. I missed a week and I just never was able to recover. My views were fell off a cliff and I haven't been back up since. I don't know if that was me or if that was an algorithm problem, but... You really need to stay consistent in your posting times, whether it be once a week, three times a week, every day. You really can't afford to mess with the schedule once you get it, once you get a consistent schedule. And after you're doing this and you build a decent follower base and a pretty good customer base, I would start reaching out to businesses. The reason for this is because the businesses, especially for me, businesses is where I want to be. I do love my store on Etsy and I love working with the people on Etsy, but I want where I want to be at the end of all this is I want to be working business to business. I don't want to work for an online one person buying something. I want to work for a company doing work for them. And in my opinion, it's much, much easier to get repeat clientele when you're working with businesses and you also get bigger jobs. You get more units per job. You get more money. It's just easier to build your orders and to build your business. If you are working directly with businesses, rather than just to solely customers, I would be doing this. And then I would also be doing more custom jobs as I start to move away from Etsy because like for the reasons I stated more money, all that good stuff. After this, Once I started reaching out to businesses and doing more custom jobs, I would get my own website. And the reason primarily for this is to avoid the Etsy fees. Something I've realized after doing almost a hundred sales on Etsy, these fees will really eat you alive if you're not careful. For a long time years on Etsy, I was not pricing stuff with the fees in mind. And so I was barely making a profit on most of my sales and not even realizing that I was getting robbed of these fees. I mean, these offsite, when you, there's these things called offsite ad fees that just rip you apart. If you make something, if you make a sale off of it and you can't even opt out of it. So it's just little things like this that you have to watch out for when you're using Etsy or eBay or anything like that. So I would get my own website to avoid the Etsy fees and keep hundred percent of the profit. And after that, Retire at 30. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, After that, I feel like it's just a lot of rinse and repeat. Just keep reaching out to businesses and expanding the business, eventually hiring people, of course, and then Fortune 500 company and you're a billionaire, you know? Stuff like that. But I feel like getting getting my own website is where I'm at right now. I'm currently working on that, and so that's how far I feel like I should go in terms of this timeline. So... That's kind of the timeline that I would lay out. That's what I would do if I could go back to 2020 when I just bought an Ender 3 off of an ad. That's what I would do. This is the perfect timeline for me. This is what I wished I'd done. I don't think... Yeah, everything that I laid out is not how I did it. Let's just say that. But this this is the perfect timeline for me and perfect what I would choose to do if I could. And that's pretty much all I have to say. This was definitely something new for me. I honestly don't know if it's good or bad. I really hope that I can get you guys to answer the Q&A that I'm going to put as to whether or not this was something I should keep going with or just kind of a one and done. I really don't know, so I would really appreciate your input. So please answer the poll that I'm going to leave. If you feel like it, please... Email me at 3dprintingsquared at gmail.com. Make sure you rate this podcast five stars. I've been getting a lot of five-star reviews. I really appreciate it. Please follow this podcast if you can. And that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.